listening to Female VC Lab, a podcast that showcases the journeys of female investors. My name is Barbara Bickham, and I am an award-winning CTO and VC that teaches companies and investors about emerging technology. I am sitting down with female VCs and investors to talk about their funds, how they invest, and how they make an impact. Welcome to the Female VC Lab podcast. I'm here with Carmen Chan from Click Ventures. Carmen, in one line, why don't you say your name, your title, and the name of your fund? This is Carmen Chan from Click Ventures. I'm the founder and managing partner of Click Ventures. Wonderful. So thank you for being here this evening. What inspired you to become an investor or a venture capitalist? So I started way back when I was in university. Um, at that time, internet was not even popular yet. And I do the software review for Computer Magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, so during that time, without internet, when I review the software, the magazine will distribute together with a CD-ROM. And mm-hmm. then install a trial version of that software that I review inside the CD-ROM. So it's, a, it's like a monthly magazine. And then I keep reviewing different kinds of software, then internet come. So I start to get interested in internet and the magazine also start to get interested. So I write more about internet-related topic. So it was Ooh. during those really early stage. Really, really early. Yes, we're showing our age. I remember that. If I'm thinking of the same magazine. I think I used to buy that with the CD-ROM in the middle. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So basically, it got me so excited more and more. I, you know, get addicted to the internet. So at that time, I, after I graduated from my master, I applied for a PhD in Imperial College. Mm-hmm. But in the same time, after my application, I also started my own startup. Oh, wow. And so as that, it took one year for the college to give you a proper offer. But at that time, I already running my own startup for a few months. And mm-hmm. so it turned out I didn't want to go for that PhD, although I got a sponsor for it. And so I gave up. I drop out the PhD and continue my startup journey. Okay. So basically, I have spent 17 years running uh-huh. three different startups. All exit two were acquired by listed company, one in Hong Kong, one in Taiwan. One of the listed company that acquired my early startup was a newspaper group. So I also get exposure of writing books, newspaper and and the media business model, I got some exposure. Mm-hmm. So I find it really very helpful for my all-rounded knowledge. 
because I have operate as a startup founder, right. and then I also write the column for tech magazine and newspaper about internet business model and internet marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. And then the exposure uh, in the newspaper, running a media business also helped me a lot. Uh, and I spent around seven years in the newspaper group. And after that, around seven years ago, I planned to have my second child. Mm-hmm. So basically, I have my first child when I start my first startup. <laughs> and then now I start my new journey to have a second child. So when I was doing full-time angel investment, I carry a big tummy around <laughs> all those tech conferences. <laughs> so, you probably stood out very well. <laughs> yeah, but the problem Which is, is awesome. right after I give birth, people cannot recognize me. Oh, <laughs> that's the problem. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, they cannot. They cannot recognize. Oh, oh, it was yeah, a little bit know. of a change. Yeah, there was a yeah. baby, and now that's a, yeah. you know, a baby. So okay. yeah, and then so basically, I spent around two years to do angel investment. Okay. Before that, actually, before that, right after my exit, mm-hmm. I didn't make the decision to focus on angel investment. Right, I spent like a few months to really open up to anything, including property investment, small business investment. I look at anything.、Mm-hmm. I visit some small restaurant, cafe. I even look at some beauty center, so anything, and because I've been doing some property investment before all the、mm-hmm. way while I was working on my own startup,、yeah. so I was thinking, oh, maybe I spend more time, make it full time. So I also study the property investment,、mm-hmm. and then I also look at the tech world. To see whether there's any opportunity, but after a few months study, I found that. Angel investment should be my focus because I think at, it was 2013. Okay. And and then I have my second child born in 2014 January.、Mm-hmm. So during that period, I find that there is new trend for angel investment. There are a lot more opportunity. You. There are more network that you can join, and also、yes. the standardization of the term sheet、mm-hmm. and platform that can facilitate the transaction, or、yes. and even those contract like YC Safe, five hundred more standardization. Yeah, yeah, more standard. It's like more standardization instead of everyone having their own little version of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. So I found that. The standardization and also all these new platform,、mm-hmm. it facilitate small check ticket. So, founder more welcome for smaller check, and then angel investor can diversify using small check to participate. And so at that time, you could have fifty k is already a decent size.、Yeah. So you can get into a lot of seed stage investment. Mm-hmm. And start to learn. So I find it is a golden opportunity for me to learn about this whole new world. So I did around twenty investment、oh, wow. across across 
a lot of country actually, but mainly in U.S. because most of the opportunity are still in U.S. at that time. Yeah. The market are more mature compared yeah. to other market,、mm-hmm. but still you can cherry pick some good one in other market. So I did some in Hong Kong and even Korea and Europe,、oh. like Finland, Estonia, Turkey.、Mm-hmm. So. I did many these small chat angel investment for twenty companies, and then in two thousand fifteen, I found that is the right time to start a fund to institutionalize、okay. my angel investment because I I really like it. After doing it for two years, I found I really like it. And before I write column to gain knowledge, gain exposure. But in those two years when I do angel investment, I change. So I stop writing column, but I do a lot of international speaking. So、okay. it complement, it complement, and it give me new exposure. So、yeah. I have the opportunity to go to different country to、mm-hmm. speak for different event and get connected to other international speakers and local player. So I have exposure of the global view, and I can see the the globalization of entrepreneurship back in two thousand fifteen. I can see、yes. that trend. Yes. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. And so I start to have a lot of invitation to share my cross border investment journey. So basically, that's my story to get into the VC industry, and、Great. I find I find that. All the exposure that I mentioned before really helped me a lot.、Mm-hmm. Basically, when I sit down and talk to the founder, they feel the question that I ask are totally different from other VC because most of the VC their background,、uh, especially in Asia, they are financial background. So they、right. come from investment banking or.、Yeah. Management、Maybe. consultant, yeah,、okay. a lot of them.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot of them didn't have the hands-on tech-related or internet-related operating mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. And but for me, not only I have the tech, the internet-related operation experience, but also when I write all those internet business model for my column, right. I, I write weekly columns, so yeah, to understand, yeah, to under, clear understanding <laughs> of all the different business models and revenue. So, so, so basically, I, I become really addicted to all these business model. I love it so much.、Mm-hmm. So sometimes I can brainstorm with the、uh, founder, like for a few hours even, just to brainstorm and fine tune the business model. So all these exposure. Give me the sensibility to really ask very deep question very quickly, and、mm. sometimes the founder feel my question provoke them to think. That's、and、good. That's a powerful thing. Yeah, because I I I did learn in the whole process, and I rethink how I ask question, because as a founder that's half, myself, that's half of the battle as an investor. Are you yeah, really yeah. asking the right types of questions? Exactly, because、mm-hmm. as a founder, there is a as a founder,、um, I was a founder as well. 
So it's yeah. a different so perspective is, uh, when you when you've done a startup versus yeah, yeah. when you have not. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But there is a disadvantage of um, being a founder before is you get too excited or you get too involved, mm-hmm. and then you have too many your own idea that you want to in push to the founder. So I I found in my journey. I found that the idea ownership is very important. Yes. So you don't own the idea. You don't let the founder feel that you already own that idea. And then she, the founder don't want to do it because he didn't have the ownership. So I learned about this throughout the, the journey. And mm-hmm. then I keep fine-tuning my question in a way that I am not the owner of any idea. I just ask question for you to discover your own idea. And then you own those ideas and you are responsible for the implementation of your Correct. own idea. The execution of the Yeah, idea. exactly. Awesome. Exactly. So that's what I have learned as an investor for so many years. To, to ask a certain question. When I feel, oh, this has some question. So I ask it so that the founder will think, is, is this the perfect model? Is this mm-hmm. the right strategy? What mm-hmm. would be the alternative if right. I want to reconsider? So what would be the alternative? So I focus on feeding the founder a lot of different possibility or mm-hmm. example from different market. Very important because yes. as an investor, you have, yeah, you have the advantage of exposure of a different model in different uh, market, and you have the exposure of what's the advantage and disadvantage of different model. Yes. And, and when or why a certain startup would use this kind of model, but it may not suitable for you. Like the other day, yes. I was speaking for an event. They discussed about the growth model and the profit model. Mm-hmm. Right? Some startup focus on growth. Yes. You get as like big Uber, as you get a lot of customers. Yeah. Like Uber, you're going to get yeah. a lot of customers as fast as our Facebook. It's a lot of customers as fast as Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then some startup focus on profit model. So you get right. profitable as soon as possible so that yes. you could survive. Yeah. Right? So survival is very important. So, survival so is what's critical. the difference? Yeah, what's the difference? So what kind of startup need to grow? What kind of startup need to focus on profit? Mm-hmm. So actually, after I've been thinking about this for a period of time, so I can share uh, some of my you know thinking and insight with the founder. If you, I can also share some in this podcast. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll get to that. As yeah. to the uh, that'll be the third question. Okay, <laughs> so what is your investment thesis, and what is the motivation for your investment thesis? Like, how do you go about selecting these companies that you potentially invest in? So my investment thesis is actually, that was a reverse process. Mm -hmm. The meaning is when I start to do the angel investment, so for around two years, I invested in 20 companies. Mm -hmm. And I found that although I invest in seed stage, very early stage company, Mm-hmm. But my failure rate is very low. 
So for twenty invest, uh, twenty investment that I did, I only have two failure. Two company really. One is because of the political turmoil in Turkey. Well, so can't do anything a, about that. Yeah, they have cash flow problem.、Mm-hmm. And then the other one, yeah, they didn't, they didn't make it. So two failure. And then when I start the first fund again, the whole portfolio is only you know every portfolio that I build is either zero failure or true failure,、mm-hmm. very consistent.、Mm-hmm. So when I look back, why the company that I invest are so consistent that low failure rate,、uh, and our overall performance is pretty. Is a top quartile as well. We just got a consistent top performing recognition, and、That's、so I、wonderful. try to look. I try to look back because、mm-hmm. it's consistently low failure, and then the performance overall for the whole portfolio is also very consistent. That our net for the seed fund is about thirty percent. That's excellent. So I try to. Thing and study back, and I found that there is a few pattern in my investment、mm-hmm. that help to facilitate this consistency.、Mm-hmm. So one is because of my experience as a columnist. So I found that I'm pretty, as I mentioned, I'm very addicted to the internet business model. Yes, yes. So. Every day, basically, it become my habit. When I look at anything, even when I just go to a restaurant, I'm very sensitive to all the process and、mm-hmm. how they how they take how the they menu. How they do certain things, yeah. How yeah, how they do, they the do certain things. How does the line so, work? Yeah, yeah.、Exactly. How do they take、so、your、I'm, money? Exactly.、Mm-hmm. So I look at the world as many different process. How we live our life. How the business. Work with each other. All these process、mm-hmm. we have built it, and they have been running for many years, yes. right?、Mm-hmm. And then new technology, especially new internet-related technology, come up. So entrepreneur got the opportunity to redesign these process using、yes. new technology,、yes. and so I find that I'm very addicted to the redesign of new process. <laughs> So、you know that's my... a huge that it solves a real world problem, and that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making those processes more efficient, I do that、yeah. as well. I'm very into the efficiency of processes. Making those things more efficient can help, you know, like you said, with either growth or profitability because you are making something more efficient, and then the person can、mm-hmm. be more efficient in their、mm-hmm. in what they do. So then, that means you may be able to do more of it. Yeah. So I find this focus provide me a very good framework when、mm-hmm. I look at the investment opportunity because quickly I I can see whether this new business model the founder is building is really soft is really bringing a lot more efficiency、mm-hmm. to the system, and then whether they are leveraging an New technology, internet-related new technology, just become mature, and it was not possible before. 
but right. now it's possible. So these open up like a blue ocean opportunity for the founder. Mm-hmm. So the company like you just mentioned, like Uber, they yeah. leverage the location-based technology. Correct. Before the smartphone, before the location-based, it's impossible. But now they can decide the model in this way and yeah. totally replace all the call center and the efficiency. Yes. They, yeah. Yes. So this is the kind of model I'm interested But then when you get into detail, what kind of model, because everybody are trying to do that. A lot of entrepreneurs, they're trying to redesign the Many people are, are trying to do that. Yeah. So how to do it and who can win, then this need to go into the detail on yes. the execution level, right? The knowledge of the founder, whether they can learn very fast. So mm-hmm. I measure I measure the founder's learning ability through my Q&A because I believe no one knows all the answer. No. So the, the only people who can win is they can learn very fast. True. And they know and what adapt, they are. And adapt a little bit. Yeah. So basically, after follow up with them, a few meeting through the Q&A, we can understand their knowledge level. Mm-hmm. So if they need to have a, a certain knowledge to start with, and yeah. then they need to have a methodology to help them to evaluate their model and fine-tune, we call it iteration, right? So they need to have yes. the ability to iterate, and yes. they need to have the ability to pivot. So these yes. are some of the key points that I will look at the founder, whether they have the knowledge, the relevant knowledge and the relevant learning ability, because you come to be too slow in, in this well, world. No. And there are these other soft skills. Can, do you have courage? Are you afraid? Sometimes mm-hmm. founders, they don't, they don't want to do certain things because they have fear. Courage yeah. is important. Do you have perseverance? You're going to hear no quite a bit. So are you, do you have that capability of, of sticking to what you have? There's many things there around yeah. a founder. On to, I agree, learning, quick learning is important. And, and you do have to have certain understanding of your industry and what r- the real actual problem it is you're solving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then one thing that I particularly interested is... Mm-hmm. The model itself from the founder, whether they have accumulate a lot of things that can help them in the future. If mm-hmm. you look at, if you look at, we, we just mentioned the growth model and the profit model, right? Yes. If you yes. look at Facebook compared to Uber. Yes. So Facebook is very good with the growth model. Absolutely. One of the reasons. One of the reasons is Facebook has a very big network effect Correct. that make the user very sticky. Yes. Uber also has network effect. Yes. When you have more car, then you have more user because user can get a car easily. So yes. they will stick with your service. So Correct. Uber also has this network effect. But Correct. Facebook is even stronger because all your friends, 
or your network and also your own memory because yes. Facebook store your memory. Mm-hmm. So when it store your memory, it's very difficult to for you to come uh, to come off of that. Completely yeah, just come say off goodbye. Of that. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Very difficult. So you see, they have a lot of um, but Uber el- not so much. Yeah, so, not so much. <laughs> so <laughs> because like you can you can always use the other service. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and they're equivalent as far as yeah. okay, and then it becomes a loyalty to a brand. Whereas agree, like yeah. LinkedIn or Facebook or things like that have that huge network effect, and they have that memory, mm-hmm. corporate or otherwise personal. It yeah. is harder to like. How do you undo all that? Yeah, if exactly. you've been on Facebook for many years, how do you undo all that? Yeah, so you can see the on-demand model like Uber. Mm-hmm. Both driver and both user, they are using several app in the same time. Yes. Yeah, and then you just cherry pick every time. You cherry yeah. pick, and but Facebook is more sticky. Correct. So that's why for Facebook, the growth model makes sense because you need to yeah. capture the biggest market as soon as possible so that mm-hmm. you create this network effect to make every user very sticky to your platform. Correct. And then the later competitor is much more difficult to compete right. with them. So that's why you yes. see all those latecomer focusing on social media. They are Focusing on the young, much younger user. Yeah. Who never, never really got onto to Facebook. Never really Facebook, got onto yeah. Facebook. Yeah. And so they use they use a strategy. Okay, you want to be away from your parents, so you stay right. in there. So you go over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Very familiar with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so so that's what's happening. And this also explains the growth strategy. What mm-hmm. kind of company yes. will be suitable for the growth strategy? So it's related to the network effect mm-hmm. and the stickiness. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what are you currently learning or listening to or reading these days? So for the listening and reading is pretty random, I would say. All good. Yeah. Uh, any, any of course, kind of, I've, I any have kind some, of like from uh, a topic side. Are you reading business books? Are you reading? What are you oh, listening to? Are you listening to podcasts or what do you? Some I read. Sometimes I read newspaper. No oh, okay. newsletter from like CB Insight. And oh yes. Sometimes mm-hmm. I listen to podcasts like uh, Twenty Minute VC. The Twenty Minute VC. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also another podcast related to LP. So it's. Like capital allocator, something like that. Oh, okay. I don't remember. But it's pretty random. Sometimes I listen to this, sometimes I listen to that. Because so many things. So more often is I heard of a term I don't know. So I search internet and then read about it. This happened more oh, often. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So it's that like a poetic. It's like a more poetic way. Mm-hmm. of really get into some information that I want yes. to understand. Yeah, instead yeah. of just listen or read newspaper. That makes or sense. Or newsletter, yeah. I'm like that as well. I get many different touch points of things. And then mm-hmm. depending on what it is, I might be reading about what have you. 
<laughs> it's it, it is all say, kind of random, but it's not. Yeah. It, and then I, I watch a lot of YouTube personally. Like I get information mm-hmm. from YouTube and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I've kind of gotten on the video thing. So that's been mm-hmm. interesting as well. So you can say the the whole process is pretty dependent on the search engine. <laughs> Very true. The, the whole process. So either Very you true. search in Google or you search in YouTube. So right. the whole process is pretty dependent on search engine. And then another information that I have is among all those different kind of VC group or female yes. VC group or any VC group. So people sometimes will share different articles. Yeah, so yeah. these would also direct me to different articles from different publications. Mm-hmm. But I did mm-hmm. much less on Facebook. Before I before I was on time. Facebook as well. I had a, so I have a lot. I've, I've been on Facebook a very long time and Twitter as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like I, I would get all my, it less on Twitter. I was always now more, a little bit more on Twitter, but initially mm-hmm. I was getting a lot of information on Facebook because you'd have your friends and they'd hear about things and you trust your yeah. friends and they would tell you these things like, Hey, this is happening. And I'm like, wow, is this really mm-hmm. happening? And then maybe several hours later, the news would figure it out. I'm like, all my friends knew about this way before the news. So it's just interesting how you get information sometimes. Yeah. So there was a period of time. Most of your information is filtered through your friends network Mm -hmm. or through the Twitter's network. Yeah. uh, The account that you are following. So you can see there is a trend to uh, redesign how you buy things. Yes. So you used it to rely on this network to hear, to read, to get information. And then in China, there is a trend to all these influencer marketing and influencer-related mm-hmm. shopping. So you have a lot of these live streaming uh, oh, you know, broadcasters. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, so people who are good at a certain thing so they will live stream and yes. then they add the e-commerce element so they may talk about make how to protect your skin blah 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 and then they will and then have the makeup have the e-commerce element that you can also shop buy right. the thing so this is huge in china so basically they they are one level up yes, it's no longer just sharing of information it's one level up that okay you can buy that <laughs> Share not and only, buy. Yeah, that's great. Not only I'm glad to know, know that's finally. <laughs> I'm glad to know that's finally here. <laughs> I've been and, and those companies become so big. Yeah, yeah, because like they're unique in this time. In this time, yeah. like they're different. So when you have and the show show shopping, the show commerce mm-hmm. has been around for a few years in China. Oh, okay, and they get so big that imagine like. Selling a tissue box, mm-hmm. they could have millions, like one million tissue box has been sold through that network, wow. or a few million. It is amazing. That's it. It's amazing. Wow. That is amazing. And there's one company get listed within like two or three years. Mm-hmm. They become unicorn within two years because wow. of this new because model. Of that model. Interesting. Yeah, social so, e-commerce. Social e-commerce. That, yeah. That's something to be looking out for. 
yeah. interesting business model. So in two years, when we're talking again, how have you seen venture capital? This is the bonus question, by the way. How have you seen venture capital evolve in two years or investing? Do you have any thoughts on that? So I think if we put in COVID mm-hmm. into the context, so mm-hmm. COVID accelerate some of the growth. So I mentioned yeah. the term like globalization of entrepreneurship. Yeah, I've been talking about this for a few years. Mm-hmm. Before you can still hear a lot of VC talking about, oh, the founder they need to stay in their own country for a period of time until they gain enough traction in their own country before they expand to other region, blah, blah, blah. And then we see only invest in company nearby them. And I think even five years ago, I start to see a few trends that is going to change all these. So one trend is you, you will see a lot of these internet mobile related business. Yeah. They have platform and tool that help them to market to different countries so they can cherry pick. Company like TikTok, musically, yes. right? Yeah. They cherry pick. How they cherry pick? They just do a testing across 50 markets. Interesting. And then they see which country has the biggest feedback. And they focus all the resources into that country. And because mm-hmm. all those measuring tool is available, so right. they can do it remotely. They can yes, just you can do, do it, it quickly remotely. too. You can do it quickly yeah. too. Because like you said, if you put it into 15 markets, you can see, oh, it doesn't work here. It works here. Oh, it works yeah. here. And oh, it really yeah. works here. So like you said, where should we concentrate the resources? In this place where no one's using it? Yeah, exactly. So they use <laughs> all these remote tools to measure the performance to fine tune the model. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be there. They can right. do it remotely. Right. And so this is one trend that mobile internet facilitate this globalization. Yes. So company can become global much faster. True. Some can become global in day one. Some can expand internationally or regionally within one year. So mm-hmm. that's my observation in my own portfolio company. And then another trend. That's which been my started, observation as well, in general, just having gone around and talked to a lot of different places, I found that as well. That globalization yeah, exactly. can be fairly instantaneous depending upon what you're doing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then another trend, which already started like five years ago, is the remote working. I found... Some of my portfolio, they have they need to expand very quick, mm-hmm. and sometimes they see the opportunity. For example, okay, I'm going to expand my developer team. Yes, I need to hire a lot of developer. Yeah. So, which countries should I put my developer team? Mm-hmm. So, some of the founder who has the ability, they can cherry pick. Yes, they don't need they don't need to have the developer team within their own city. They can cherry pick. Mm -hmm. And so like in uh, Silicon Valley, I have one team. The founder is actually from India. Okay. They are in US. Mm -hmm. But they have their developer team, not in India and not in US, in Eastern Europe. Okay. And I ask them why. That's common. 
I asked them why. Probably and less they, expensive, probably less, higher quality. I feel, I feel reason. So they didn't pick India because they found the developer in India much more laid back and yes. difficult to remote manage. Yes. And the Eastern Europe developer are very easy to remote manage. Yeah. So basically, you give them schedule. You mm-hmm. give them very clear instruction. They can auto run. And of course, really? they have good quality. High quality. They have good that's quality. A, that's a big. I, that's a yeah. big. That's a big difference. It's a big difference. Yeah. So I start to see all these, and then, so the good founder they will have. They start all these trend much earlier. Yes. And the other founders start to start to they learn. They just do it a little them. bit later. Yes. Yeah, they do it later. So or they do it a little bit more carefully. Or they do it a little bit. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's more true. carefully. So this has been around for a few years, and and then now COVID. <laughs> yeah so i've been remote working since 1993 yeah. strangely enough yeah. so i've been doing it a long time so i'm i was very familiar so when covid came that didn't impact me one way or another i was mm-hmm. like i've already been doing it this way for a very long time yeah. but most people that hadn't been doing it, it was like a shock it's a culture shock yeah. it's, it's an implementation shock because it's you don't get that for free you don't get remote mm-hmm. working for free you there are some things you have to think about Mm-hmm. in remote work yeah yeah so i Not think impossible. so you asked me what happened to vc after a few years yes so imagine if vc if all the vc accept this you know globalization of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. so vc would also be more open to investing in company in different country because yes. now you already have vc or even LP. LP invests in VC fund. Yes. VC invests in founder without yes. meeting each other face to face. So they yes. just have a few Zoom meeting and then they invest. Mm-hmm. So this has started to happen. Yeah, it has started to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, role model is very important. A lot of people wait for role model, wait for some real example. So mm-hmm. when you have from zero to one, you have yes. these little examples scattered around the world, then mm-hmm. this one will become 100 very quickly. Very true. Because ev- everybody will feel, oh, somebody well, then, did that. Then you're, then you're, cr- then, you've crossed, then you've crossed the chasm at that point. <laughs> you get the mass <laughs> adoption. You can do zero to one or you do crossing the chasm. <laughs> Either way, you have your early adopters. It's yeah. okay. We tried this, and and then you and then like you said, a few more people f- find out. Then you get to 100. Then you like cross the chasm. Now everyone's doing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like when I was doing my angel investment, mm-hmm. I did it remotely. Yeah. I imagine some founder just do this remote meeting mm-hmm. without meeting face to face, and I only visit them like once a year after yeah. my investment, yeah. and then we meet face to face. Yeah. So. A lot of people cannot accept that, you know, back in 2013 but it's and 14. A, it's a style. It's, it's a style. They, yeah, they a, cannot. You know, like, what does it matter? <laughs> you, you did the investment. You did, it, it's not like you didn't meet the people. And then when you met them in person, they were the same people you did the investment to. It's mm-hmm. not like they were pretending to be someone else. Yeah. So I, I, don't, understand, problem- I don't understand that. <laughs> to me, I'm like, I'm similar to you in that. 
I can meet you on Zoom several times and then we can meet uh-huh. in person at, or if you want to do the final transaction, we meet in person. But I, I think sometimes I agree with you. The way we're doing business has even gotten drastically changed because of the COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because the problem before may not be totally the problem of the VC. So it really go back to the LP, whether the LP accept you to do this remotely. Correct. Correct. Because the LP will have a lot of doubt that, oh, you are not in that market. You are so remote. How can you get the best deal? Blah, blah, blah. So LP is not convinced before. But now... When the LP also start to invest in fund manager remotely, they won't doubt you. They doubt less. <laughs> and another reason could also be you know, six years ago, you don't have all these WhatsApp groups. True. But now, there, wasn't what, there wasn't as much yeah. WhatsApp, Telegram, Signal, I, I don't yeah. know, Slack. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. If I get on another group, I'm, I'm really going to cry at this point. Like how, how yeah. many of these things do I need? <laughs> how many things do I need? But these are the way that has evolved communication as well. So you and, can constantly be in communication the, with someone and you can really yeah. almost substitute email for WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. You don't need an email mm-hmm. like you do, but not. Yeah. But the impact on all these WhatsApp groups, Slack, all these, we call it remote tool. Yeah. The impact is it take away the time zone issue. It take away the cross-border issue, right? Yes. Yes. Before you communicate with your founder, maybe in a phone, and you Mm -hmm. need to be in a similar time shot. Or you had to fly. Or you had to fly somewhere. Yeah, but now you use WhatsApp. It means you put a message now. The founder maybe reply you a few hours later. You don't need to be in the same time zone. Correct. A lot of communication can still go on. So... All these, to, I, I said these tools facilitate the cross-border communication in the next level. Yes, and I agree with that. So 100%. I, I be, yeah, I, so I, a while ago, I think one or two weeks ago, I just remind all my portfolio company again that now is the golden opportunity to go global. I You're tell right. all of them. You're right. Because imagine before if you oh, I have a new product launch. I want to arrange a press conference. You can only do a local press conference with very expensive budget. You need to organize an expensive luncheon, right? For right. the reporter. Or something like that. Yeah. And reporter will never take an online press conference. But mm-hmm. now reporter are open for virtual press conference. Yes. Well, so you could launch a new product, like one of my portfolio company, launch a mm-hmm. virtual press conference right after that. They have 300 coverage around the world. Wow. 300. Well, that, that's huge. And global, so it, like you went from a localized or even maybe at a conference where you yeah. were, you know, paying for a booth or whatever, and you got very minimal. Look at what happened. Like, look at the exposure of that. That's big. Yeah. So it become global overnight. Mm. And then they start to receive all these TV in, interview from different right. countries. And so they just broadcast. Like one of the interviews is from Germany and the company is in Hong Kong. 
and they just broadcast the interview through the right. TV channel, right? And sharing about what they are doing. Yeah. And if you are having a product that can actually be global in their place, it's a very amazing story. The COVID because they they provide software management for event. So the COVID make their revenue go down to zero, right? Within a few months, all the events stop, zero revenue. So mm-hmm. they pivot within two months. They pivot. They develop this online event platform, and they and their revenue three x compared to before went crazy. Went crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Went- and the virtual press conference. The coverage globally, like more than 300 media coverage, and then the follow-up interview, they become global. Yeah. So these are very good examples to really showcase how risk can be an opportunity. At 100%. Yeah. So how do people contact you? At the moment, I have a big problem that too many people contact me directly. Via your website, <laughs> LinkedIn. How would you like them to contact? No, they no, they they find me. They find they my just email find address. You. <laughs> they find my email address. It's so won't too easy out. to get. I won't give out your email. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you know, every year I receive more than one thousand founder send wow. email to my inbox. Oh. So that's a good problem so, there. So every day I need to clean the email. So I need to develop some methodology. Yeah. And this is one reason. This is one reason really pushed me to launch one of our projects, which because it solved my pain point. I have too many founders send me email, want to pitch us, Mm -hmm. but I really don't have enough time to reply one by one and give advice or give feedback, it's impossible. And sometimes I, before, sometimes I, I would even, some of the email just accumulate too many. I can't mm-hmm. read it one by one. I don't have time to open. I need to delete it without open. That was um, some problem that I go through and I, I feel really bad. I want to solve this pain point. I want to make everything more scalable, including our feedback to founder, more scalable. So we develop something for the founder. That's great. So that, so, yeah. That sounds great. We, we are now in a beta version. <laughs> That's now. great. So we didn't promote yet. We only invite some founder who approach us to join this beta testing. We have more than 100 founder join That's this great. beta testing. So I can give you an invitation link for I your audience. I would like audience. an invitation link for my, either my audience or I have a cohort there. I have about 17 founders there. So I can, I see. I can, give, you, I can give you 17 potential companies. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So we have a Slack group. We oh, call okay. it a founder support community. Wonderful. So we support the founders through this Slack group. All and right. all our feedback, all the resources that we organize for the founder will be organized in, in different channels. Yeah, mm-hmm. organized in, in different channels. And then all our feedback will also can be shared, recycled to other founders. So oh, that's great. Yeah. This helps us 
help us to do it more sc- scalable. In a, bo- in a more scalable way. That's what we did. We put our accelerator online and made yeah. ourselves way more scalable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can share you the invitation. Link. That would we be, are going to... That would be lovely. Yeah. I will share it with my cohort companies. I won't put it that like, out, out, but I'll just I'll, I'll share it with the ones I have. <laughs> and I so, think appreciate uh, that. At the moment, we welcome the any opinion and advice. And then we are sure. planning for a formal launch in the coming January. Okay, great. Yeah. Sounds great. Thank you so and much, One more Carmen. thing. One more thing. One more, one Before we sign off. Is, one last thing is, you know, because we always have a lot of invitation and we also speak for a lot of different events. Mm-hmm. And usually those events will give us some free tickets. Mm-hmm. So we will also share these free tickets in the platform. In the platform. <laughs> That's important because you always get to hear all different types of viewpoints. And like you said, if it's on a global stage, it's also good to hear all the different types of things and trends going on in other places as a company. Carmen, this has been a wonderful conversation. I want to thank you, Carmen. From Thank you so much. For being our guest <laughs> on the Female VC Lab podcast. Yeah, thank you. This episode is brought to you by Trail and Ventures. Find and invest in the next billion dollar emerging tech company. Sign up for our exclusive content at https colon slash slash trailin T-R-A-I-L-Y-N dot com to find out more. Find us on Apple, on Spotify, and on Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening.